enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Monica, and I'll be your host today as we discuss Marvel Studios Hawkeye. If this is your first time tuning into the Temple of Geek Podcast, welcome. The podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeks from the Temple of Geek team. Here we cover all manner of geek and pop culture. To our returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in. We really appreciate you being here. Recently, having debuted on Disney+, Plus, Marvel Studios' Hawkeye is an original series set in the post-blip New York City where former Avenger Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, has seemingly a simple mission. Get back to his family for Christmas. But when the threat from his past shows up, Hawkeye reluctantly teams up with Kate Bishop, a 22-year-old skilled archer, Inspired in part by the popular Marvel comic series by Matt Fraction that ran between 2012 and 2015, the Disney Plus series finds Clint in New York City on a family trip. Emmy Award-winning director and producer Ry Thomas directed the first two episodes, and he will be back as director of the sixth episode for the season finale. Tons of spoilers, guys. There's going to be we're going to discuss everything here. So with me today to discuss the first two episodes are Temple of Geek's very own Ron Aspiris and Aaron Powell. Welcome to the podcast. Can you guys introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hey, everyone. Good to be here on the podcast for the first time with Temple of Geek and uh, glad to join the team recently. And I'm very excited to talk anything and everything about Hawkeye. So I'm excited. Looking, looking forward to that. Hey everybody! You guys may recognize my voice. Uh, it's me, Aaron. I'm I'm back for uh, a special engagement. I'm so sorry that I've been gone for so long. I think the last episode I was here for was the Master of the Universe episode, which we will be coming back with that one soon. Me and Eric because they just released some new episodes. But we're here talking about Hawkeye. Uh, I've been gone, going through. I'm going through some great things. It's been all good news for me. Um, I have a baby coming soon. That's where my absence comes from. But here I am to talk about uh, Hawkeye, who is a a very interesting Avenger, and and, and this show started off extremely interesting, and I'm, I cannot wait to talk about it with you guys. Let's go. So, uh, again, spoiler warning, if you haven't seen the first two episodes of Hawkeye, you may want to tune out and come back because we will be discussing everything. We will be discussing spoilers. So, uh, first question to you guys is just what was your overall feeling of the first two episodes? Go ahead, Aaron. I'll let you I'll let you go first. You're the senior over me here. You have priority. Go ahead. All right. Okay. Thank you for making me feel old. I am the residential old man here. (laughs) Oh no, no. It's a it's a compliment. I love being old. But uh no, Hawkeye, he Hawkeye's been one of he's one of those characters that like he, he gets he gets the exact rap that he's supposed to get because you get a team full of people with superpowers and you got the guy with the bow and arrow, the guy who did, they just found at Dick sporting goods to join the team. And, and now he gets his own show, <laughs> which, which is cool. Uh, I, I've been a Hawkeye fan for a very long time. There's an old ass uh, game. Uh, the captain America and the Avengers arcade game, which, which is 
super old. Just just Ooh, go- yeah. Google Brings it back. Now. Yeah, Hawkeye was one of the playable characters, and it was like Captain America, Hawkeye, Iron Man, and Vision. And it, it's it's the, one of the cheesiest games ever with, that is just filled with the best audio that you could ever find. I'm being very sarcastic on that. Um, <laughs> the first two episodes of this, I enjoyed. Um, it, it took me a bit to get into it because it, it was it's a show called Hawkeye and not a lot of Hawkeye in the first couple episodes. Um, you know, we, we got to see uh rogers the musical which which we'll talk about i'm i'm pretty sure we'll, we'll talk about the musical that they have but that's, that's definitely gonna be a topic yeah but for for the most part i like how they set up uh who's gonna be potentially the villain for this at least one of them these shows like to have like multiple villains but the first one i think we're gonna get is a character that i enjoyed that got a bad rap in the comics uh, the first Ronin, actually, uh, a, co- a character called Echo. So I- I'm glad that they're setting that up. So from what I saw so far, I'm kind of excited for the series. Uh, what if I was just like kind of meh about. So I- I'm glad to actually be looking forward to something in, in, a, in an MCU series on Disney Plus now. Ron, what you got? Man, um, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, ever since it was first announced... Okay, uh, I'll have to humbly admit that I was late in the game uh, into comics. I'll still hum- I'll still wave that flag today. Um, and it was not until I got a push from a couple of good friends who got me into reading and knowing a little bit more about Hawkeye and the, and the infamous, or I should say famous, uh, and notable uh, Fraction AHA run, mm-hmm. that finally I got some appreciation into a character that, you know, didn't have the godly... Um, and extravagant superpowers compared to a lot of the uh, rest of the rest of the Avengers yeah. that we've seen um, that we've seen on screen. Um, but in you know, so I, I appreciated much more of the character beyond that, and it made me looking, uh, made me really look forward to this series, especially since it was announced back in 2019, um, and we saw the first glimpse of the graphics of what it may have looked like uh, to introduce the series. And seeing Kate Bishop on on that big Hall H screen back in San Diego Comic Con, woo! I'll tell you that threw me in for a loop, and I was screaming at the top of my lungs even after everything was announced. Um, uh, so to see that, and then and then it's interesting to see going into this series, one of the most interesting arcs uh, out of all the of Avengers to where he's where he's been. Um, to where he is at now, you know, it's like the the memes that's been going on around social media, where we've been and and how it's going. Um, so where I see now, where where I th- see things now, I appreciate the fact that Hawkeye has kind of you know gone back to his uh, roots, back to his family, to what to everything that he's been kind of basically been fighting for, and uh, kind of having to almost focus on his character on that part uh, to be with his family. Uh, but also, you know, it's it's like seeing Kate Bishop now and that whole dynamic that we've seen in the first two episodes really is really great. So I'm glad that Haley, Haley Steinfeld um, is, uh, it was brought into the MCU and she really captures the vibe of Kate Bishop pretty, pretty, pretty spot on. You know, I would say I had, I had initial doubts um, but uh, I think that she's she's a good fit uh, 
for Kate Bishop. So I'm excited to talk about different things in the show and little things after after watching again different Easter eggs and things that I've caught here and there, uh, watching it for a, a second time, even tr- right before this podcast recording. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to discussing more points. Awesome. Yeah, I think for me, I don't have any kind of comics background when it comes to Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. So I was able to go into the series with very little expectations and just being able to enjoy it as a spectator, as something completely new. Obviously, I know Hawkeye from all the Avengers movies, you know, so I have I am familiar with Hawkeye, obviously. Uh, but as far as like the comics and everything, I have nothing to compare it to. So I can just enjoy it for what it is and for what Disney Plus is giving me today. Um, that said, I kind of felt like you did, Aaron, where I was like, oh, it's Hawkeye, but it kind of feels like the Kate Bishop show yeah. a little bit. Now, I know that it's only like the first two episodes and they're trying to introduce Kate Bishop to audiences. Right. Like we need to know her. We already knew Hawkeye. We know he has a family, that kind of thing. So I'm trying to reserve some judgment until the end of the season because I think that we will see some more things with, um, you know, we saw a tiny bit where Hawkeye is sitting in the Rogers musical and, <laughs> and you know, he, and the whole hearing thing yeah you know there's a lot that you know i want to discuss about it but i think overall i really enjoyed the first two episodes i thought they were fun i think the premise of the show is fun i think it's a bad name for the show because it's really feels like they're setting up kate bishop for future things now um uh, we're but real quick um, i'm sorry i'm sorry to interrupt real quick uh kate bishop has a code name in the comics and it's also Hawkeye. So that's kind of, that's accurate. Cause when Kate Bishop in the comic, when Kate Bishop was introduced yes. in the comics, Hawkeye was dead. Uh, Haw- Hawkeye was already dead and she had replaced Clint Barton. Right. Clint, Barton. Clint Barton was dead. And so she came in and replaced him on the mm-hmm. young Avengers team where they basically ripped off other Avengers because the Avengers had broken up and all that. So the young Avengers came through and they had like Iron Lad, Hulkling, Wiccan, Speed, um, Hawkeye, and 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 uh, another version of Vision, like a young Vision. So, so both their code names are Hawkeye. And even on recently, there's a comic called The West Coast Avengers, where both Hawkeyes were on the same team. So yeah, so so right. so the code name thing that that it it does matter. It does. It does match with both because she's not just Kate Bishop. She's she's also Hawkeye. Yeah. So then which on that note, just wanted to um, save the comment section before think? somebody came in and bombarded us with corrections. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, um, so for somebody who's who has read the comics, who's familiar with Kate Bishop and Hawkeye in the comics. What did you guys think of the differences between on-screen Kate Bishop and the one in the comics? Uh, for me, in my experience of Kate Bishop in the comics, um, understanding her character, you know, I think I think there is definitely a touch of the assassiness and confidence yeah. um, that Haley Stanfield has carried um, in the up in the in the first two episodes and really kind of like the fanboying moment. I'm glad that well, for one thing um, that they've adapted and, and they've adapted and used actual lines from the comic. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, like there's that scene where uh, there's that scene where she's still in the Ronin costume and and Clint takes her down this well Clint basically pulls her into this alleyway or maybe not pulls but kind of drags her um, in this alleyway and uh, when she when he finally takes off the cloak or the cowl uh, uh, the Ronin cowl off of off of what she's wearing she's like she recognizes him and she's like you're Hawkeye which is an exact line. Uh, from the comic when she finally finds out that uh, you know in the in the same vein roles were switched uh, where Ronan Clint Barton right. uh, was in his costume and basically he kind of tests quote unquote tests Kate Bishop when he was interacting with uh, and possibly this might be a spoiler alert or maybe a lead in or segue into you know might come down in the road of the MCU but. Um, he basically attacks a carriage, a white uh, horse-drawn carriage, with Eli Bradley in there, um, which is a you know a huge thing. So um, in terms of her character, I think I think Haley does a does a pretty good job at capturing that sass and and sassiness um, that's behind her, with some almost like smart alecky type uh, type snarkiness, I guess, to her attitude and her demeanor. So I think that was done pretty well. What about you, Aaron? Um, well, I, I, a couple things from the comics that I, I do enjoy that they actually acknowledge and bring back is that, and, and this is this is one of my like kind of minor nitpicks about Hawkeye with it through the MCU and from the comics. Uh, Hawkeye's deaf. Uh, he 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 needs a hearing aid to hear. He can't hear anything. It's it's not because of like all the explosions that he's been through. I think it was like something that it was just like a character trait that they gave him very early on in in his comic book writings and mm-hmm. stuff that like he was deaf. So when he's sitting through the musical that's just like all over the place. And I and I and I want us to talk about that musical like really bad because <laughs> it was just funny. But he just he just turned his hearing aid off just so he doesn't have to hear it anymore. Which I, I wonder how many. I, I, and I have to ask some of my friends who are deaf who who have hearing aids who who do that. Like, do you just turn your hearing aid off when you just want to tune somebody out or something? I just find that hilarious. But um, with with <laughs> with what the MCU did, and, and Monica, you said something earlier that I, that I, I truly appreciate it because. If you're not familiar with the comics, I want anybody listening to this. If you're not familiar with the comics, don't feel like you can't watch an MCU show. Because if you watch something from the MCU and then you go read the comics, you're reading two different stories. Because these stories aren't comic Mm -hmm. book accurate. And sometimes that's for the better. Um, Case in point, uh, Thanos in the comics got rid of half of the known universe because he wanted to impress a woman. That's in the comics. <laughs> he did it in, in, in the movies to make resources available to people, which is a much better reason and a much better story to, 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 to look at. You know, um, but Hawkeye in the comics, completely different character from Clint Barton we get in the MCU. He doesn't have a family. Uh, he had a wife, but she died. Uh, she was the hero uh, Mockingbird. She was in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show, which they made no reference to because they already established that Clint Barton had a family and wife and kids. Um, Kate Bishop, so far, absolutely the same. Like So so good on that. I, I, I do enjoy that. 
and the casting in this is also great as well. I love that the tracksuit mafia is still part of this thing because that was God <laughs> the, tr- the tracksuit mafia they got those guys down down pat. because they're they're a do nothing group that literally their calling card <laughs> is wearing tracksuits and just speaking in like really bad Russian ac- accents, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> I I love it. But it, yeah, the show, it has the potential to be extremely fun. I had a lot of fun in the first couple episodes. So we'll, we'll see how it progresses. They, they only get six episodes this season, right? Yeah. yeah. It's only six. Okay. So the last episode will debut on December the 22nd, which is just a few days before Christmas. Right. So cool. Well, you know, right on time for Hawkeye to get home to his family. Yeah, I mean he's definitely gonna get uh-huh, home. I see what you he, he's gonna get home super bruised up, but he will make it home. But <laughs> but yeah, I, I Yeah, I feel like this this series is definitely going down the feel good route. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't think they're gonna go give us anything twisted or heartbreaking, you know. Well, one thing that we can see I feel like we might see something well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go okay. Ahead. Well one thing we can't we can't expect Oh no, I just I'm I'm sorry. I'm, I think I think we on a delay. But um, one thing we can expect to see is like since since it is a show on Hawkeye, hopefully we'll we'll get a quick break from the Marvel third act CGI fest. Mm-hmm. So like may, maybe we can just get like some practical effects and stuff because I I I, lo- I love the action and I love the CGI sometimes, but sometimes they just just stir it around a little bit too much they go a little hard yeah i think i think what i loved about uh, about this episode is that it, it is scaled down we're, we're not going into the uh dramatic like you mentioned Aaron, the cgi stuff um that usually happens in the case with the last couple uh marvel films maybe with the exception of uh, uh black widow but which which was extravagant mm-hmm. but uh again the heavy use of cgi especially especially in the third act um i what i loved about this is that it it, it brings it down to street level heroism yeah again. you know you don't have like you don't have the super powers like i mentioned earlier it is really level street level which is almost akin i get i i guess you would say to some of the marvel netflix series um that were you know that we've 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 watched before and maybe i can even segue into uh into uh that last piece that last uh that last bit that we saw from the second episode which kind of says a lot you know it goes into a lot of speculation into a lot of other things whether or not they're going to bring hint hint some other characters in and especially with the color theme that they used in the reveal of uh echo was as pretty telling um, and if I may, might say here and just open it up to, you know, the, the same color scheme that was used in the second season of Daredevil. Um, and, and, you know, with the hope of uh, bringing back maybe the appearance of a certain another villain, which would f- really fill the cast. And I think a lot of people are waiting, waiting on that possible reveal. I don't want to get too much into it, but it's just on my part to say like, you know, the whole what if thing, you know, because it kind of does so show a certain reveal, especially with a certain tweet that was put out by Mr. Vincent D'Onofrio himself that people caught on to. 
like, haha, what are you trying to say, Vinny? <laughs> what tweet was that? Because our listeners won't know. Yeah. Um, it was a tweet by Vincent D'Onofrio where he said, oh, something something about, like, I, I want to pull it up because I don't want to misquote him. Uh, but if, if, if it takes too long for me, you guys can go definitely go on to another another topic. Um, but once I find it, I'll, I'll make sure to um, put it up there. Because I don't think he deleted it, but it, it did mention something that uh, he was pretty excited about the Marvel series, and he quote t- tweeted it from um, like one of the I think the official um, Hawkeye account on on Twitter. Oh, this is it. Uh, it was on November seventeenth. His he said he quote he, and I correct myself. He quote t- tweeted uh, the Marvel Studios account official account. Um, he said, this is going, and I quote, this is going to be fun. I love these Marvel series. And he added, or he tagged Marvel in the quote. So that got a lot of attention <laughs> on Twitter, creating a whole big slew of speculation about whether or not he's going to appear because in the comics, he is tied to Echo. Um, and it also leads to further speculation of whether or not further down the road, you know, knowing that Echo is going to have her own series and whether or not my own personal favorite character, Daredevil, is going to make an appearance soon down in, in the MCU. Now, so, now, Daredevil is confirmed that's, that's for She-Hulk. Uh, he will be in She-Hulk, which, uh, Monica, I got what I wanted. She-Hulk is going to be law and order for the MCU. So I'm happy about that. Um, I, I said that a couple years ago and I'm super happy about that. Um, but what, what's funny about the character, Vincent D'Onofrio, uh, is t- extremely talented actor. If you just go look at his IMDB, you'll see some fascinating things that he's done. Uh, what's funny about the Kingpin is at, I think it was at the first episode, that place where they had the illegal auction with the Triceratops skull and all that stuff. That was the hotel that he had uh-huh. basically um like took over in season three of um of Daredevil. So you're not too far off. That's the same building that he basically just like commandeered as his own private prison slash hotel. So you, you may not be too far off with uh-huh. I'm I'm not one that goes into too many theories and, and I'm so glad that nobody's brought up Mephisto so far, but that one wouldn't be too far off. <laughs> so let's go into the whole um beginning of the episode because i know you guys want to talk about rogers the musical yeah. <laughs> let's we yeah see, we start off the series and we see hawkeye clint barton with his children on a family trip to new york city and they are watching rogers the musical and that's where everything kicks off impressions tell me what you guys thought go ahead Aaron. i hated it <laughs> I I hate Rogers the musical. I I just did not like it at all. Uh, who it's like the Avengers are funded by Tony Stark or, or the Stark family now. Uh, who is like selling the rights to musicals and stuff? Is everything hard up at Avengers Mansion that they got to sell all the rights to everything? That we got to make cheesy musicals and include Ant Man in the Battle of New York? He wasn't there. Like <laughs> like it was. <laughs> it was just so cheesy and just so just off like 
no wonder they left halfway through it. And and I already know, I know people personally who have already made cosplays from that. <laughs> that would be a that cool is, cosplay to be That fair. is no surprise. That's awesome. I thought it was a funny scene. I thought it was very, um, you know, I thought it was funny. I thought it was adorable. Uh, obviously, like, you know, so overdramatic and, you know, very musically. Uh, but I thought it was a fun scene, you know, that he took his kids to New York to see this musical that's inspired by him right. or whatever, and then it ends up being bad, and he's <laughs> just, like, zones out. So I thought the whole scene and everything was funny. And I would like to see, like, you know, maybe, like, in the later on on YouTube or something, if they, like, film, like, the whole thing. Oh, you know Obviously, there's a cut like of a that somewhere. Musical, right? I would like to see the whole thing. You <laughs> Yeah, you know there's a cut I think of that. It's fun. Uh, I look forward to. Yeah, uh, I look forward to seeing the cosplays for that at comic book conventions because they look like pretty easy closet cosplays for the most part on those. So, I look forward to that. I thought it was interesting the the idea of him kind of just like seeing Nat and having that moment, you know, where like everything is quiet and you think at first it's quiet because you know he's thinking or whatever, but it turns out he just has his hearing aid off. But uh, I really hope to see some more of that. Like, uh, I hope that the, during, um, as the seasons go on, that we we do see a little bit more of, you know, Black Widow or his thought process or just anything about like Black Widow. I know that at the end of Black Widow, they kind of insinuated that Yelena Belova would be in um, Hawkeye because, you know, with that end credit scene. So I'm hoping that we get some kind of like more, at the very least, his thoughts on right. what happened to Natasha. Yeah. I let, let, let me bring it before discussing uh, from my perspective, the, the Rogers musical um, about going to the top of the episode, I think it was a very interesting take on how to introduce uh, a young Kate Bishop to the MCU and having to go back to 2012 and the Battle of New York and that the, the effect of her seeing Hawkeye in action um, during that whole scene. I think I think that was very played out. The only probably nitpicky thing I have um, pretty much about that moment was where were where were her parents yo right. like it took a long time <laughs> for the mom to actually go you would think one of the immediate things was to re immediate reactions for a parent and the parents instincts would to be looking for your own everybody child. it was so quiet so in that it, house <laughs> right it took her a long time to go find find her so it's like what what happened to the dad we you know there's that ongoing running joke about like we didn't see the body but it wasn't till the funeral you know what did she do to the dad um what i'm sorry am i insinuating something what 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 happened to the dad in that in that instant you know was he killed from the attack or did you know, or did she do something to the dad? We, I don't know. Wow, that's I don't a big know. stretch to assume she did something I know, to the dad because I know. they were and arguing. I mean, right? I mean, but that is, I know that it's a, is a great... Because there's been hints. And that is a great alibi, though. Look, he died. I'm sorry. It was an alien attack going on. I don't know what happened. You know, that is a great alibi for her to use, though. 
So are you insinuating that she took her cue and was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to kill him right now while this whole thing is going on. Like, cause she couldn't have known that the aliens were coming. No. And I, I found it, I found it funny. Um, there was that one line that was pretty ironic <clears throat> where I, uh, where she's, where um, Eleanor Bishop uh, played by an amazing Vera Farmiga, if I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, she says, what do you, ex-, she says to the dad, what do you expect? The solution to fall out of the sky? Yeah. I mean, and boom, there's a Shatari appearing. I know, I, I know, Monica, you're giving me that look. Like, like there's a stretch of thing. And I'm just saying. I mean, I think if they wanted I'm to just take his own death for some insurance money, that would be more like a realistic. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a stretch, but you never know. Disney be crazy sometimes. But. I know, because they can have like those little lines, you know, but that I people. I think that do- arguing over money and about selling the penthouse and it seems like a kind of a big stretch to just be like, Oh, let me murder this dude. Um, I know, I know it could be a stretch, but I'm just like, you know, with those, with those little lines, it, I, I, for me, I just knowing the pattern of Marvel and how they do things, there's always things that people miss like, Oh my gosh. Like there was, you know, when they introduced the 10 rings, there was a lot of Easter eggs that I haven't seen in the previous Marvel movies where they actually showed the 10 rings as, as, as tattoos on certain characters that you don't usually pay attention to, or those things that we overlook. Um, but you know, that's just, that's just my, that's just my little thing about that whole scene, but going into Rogers, the musical, my God, you're pretty much, I, I, I kind of have the same sentiment too about that whole musical thing. It was very quirky. I felt like watching it the second time around, I literally felt like I was in the Hyperion theater at Disney's (laughs) California adventure. That's the way that's. That's the that's the type of performance I took it. I felt like I paid maybe $150 to go on a on a park hopping spree at Disneyland to go watch Rogers the Musical. That you know, for a fancy theater in New York to have that type of Broadway performance, I felt I felt cheapened by that. I mean, I know and I've read I've read the pitch from the writers to have that scene in there um, and whatnot, but you know, just just having Ant-Man in there also seemed a little off. Like he, you know, Aaron, you addressed it. He wasn't even there yeah. at the original event. Yes, he was there in Endgame. So I don't know if that throws it, things off from the audience's perspective. Like what timeline are we operating right. in? Um, but no, I, I, I do... We're just, I think they just understand that that happens when you go from real life to like adaptations. You know what I mean? I think it's just... Yeah. A fun yeah, twist on what we do now. I think they brought him you know? in yeah. for the aesthetic. It was, it was, of it it was so odd. I think they brought him in for the aesthetic because they needed like mm-hmm. enough people on each side to kind of balance out Captain America. Like you couldn't have like one lopsided side on his, on the other side of it or something. I think that might have been it. And Ant Man was just like the easiest person that they could get because, like, I. I and also, Broadway shows are just like that. Some of them are just as hokey and as corny as that. So, like, don't think that when you go to Broadway, you're going to see, like, some, like, oh, this is high-class theater. No, it is all, like, a really loud nightmare sometimes. And it, and it, can, and it can be that. I agree with you on that. I, I was kind of drawn back by their costumes. Yeah. Like, especially watching Hulk. 
<laughs> like that. Hulk was just a dude in a, when they, in when a they, green When they hoodie. built him up in the episode. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was funny. Um, but what I'm glad about is, is also bringing in, um, uh, you know, debuting his hearing aid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I w- it was cheapened too, by the way, that, that his backstory about having the hearing aid and just everything that he's been through, um, you know, basically resulted in having a hearing aid. Um, but nice props to that. Nice nods to the comic, uh, comic, uh, comics on that. And it was kind of like a, a little emotional moment where he sees a girl from across the aisle uh with uh, yeah. red hair and braids yeah. almost like a nod with a to black natasha, like braid, a young natasha. Yeah. yeah so i i you know that was kind of an emotional moment so he's obviously that's a nice detail about his character and still uh dealing with the effects after um what happened in endgame and you know um he's obviously dealing with that type of trauma uh, still after everything and after basically after everything that he's been through. So it was just a nice emotional moment. But Rogers the Musical, yeah, that's 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 a movie I'd like to see just once. I'll, I'll, I'd watch <laughs> the whole thing. It's, it would be quite funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, so what did you guys think about storylines so far? We've talked about how they introduced Kate Bishop and how Ranyu appreciated the way that they, you know, started back in tw- 2012 during, like, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, alien attack on New York. Uh, what do you guys think about the storyline so far and where it's going or where it feels like it's going? I I personally feel I, I'm still invested and I'm kind of picking on little things here and there and trying to really figure out who's the villain and, and who's who's going to be um, pulling the strings around in the episode. Um, I'm a little sus about the mom. Um, I can tell. What was that? I said I can tell. (laughs) I'm a little sus about the mom. She's got some background, especially there's that scene that plays out with Armand the third, you know, and they're talking in that room and Kate Bishop's kind of overhearing things from down the hallway. Um, and, you know, Armand says something like, I've got powerful people, or I know some powerful people too, or something like that. And which was almost like a, sounds like a semi-threat or a subtle threat to the mom. But this whole thing, like mom seems to be distant and pushing her own daughter away in certain things. Like that scene where in the second episode where Kate is, um, uh, not fighting, but um, what's fencing. that sport? Fencing. Fencing, uh, fencing with, yeah, it's fencing with um, Jacques Duquesne. Uh, you know, she says, honey, be careful. And she wasn't referring to her daughter. Um, so I think I think they're building up possible, a possible antagonist, maybe a villain. I'm That's not sure. I saw it as like, uh, her thinking her daughter was more capable than he was. Now, because interesting take. That line, he's like, I wasn't talking to you. It really sounded like, oh, she knows how good Kate is. Now, I think of it like the other way but around. That's how I that I think that uh, Jack Duquesne's played by the the great Tony Dalton. Uh, T- Tony Dalton is just, when I, when I saw him like in, in this, I, I was like, yes. This is this is gonna be great. Uh, Tony Dalton. He also plays Lalo Salamanca in uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, he's basically now the main villain in that. 
and he just has this main villain look about him. You know, you 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 can't be that incredibly handsome and also be the good guy in in certain senses. Like so, um, and and he also stole the um the Ronin sword from his 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 uncle who 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 legally owns it because he right. bought it. Well, That's mm-hmm. very suspicious. Yeah, he, he bought the sword and he clearly killed his uncle because he's passing out butterscotch after that and stuff. How do you kill somebody and pass out butterscotch after that? That is super evil. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely an evil thing to yeah, do. Let me just pick some of those up. But, yeah, and it was funny because when I saw the butterscotch thing, I'm like, technically, he's, it's his uncle. He could have got the butterscotch at anytime right right mm-hmm. you know their family he could have been there at any time but yeah they're definitely implying that he oh yeah Michael. yeah and we're already thinks that yeah we're already leaning to his role and his role i mean he's got the look down for it he's got that he's got that that villainous look and the, the mustache i mean it's almost funny to point out the evil mustache where people twirl yeah. the evil mustache and he's he's kind of got that look you know for you know we we see his role. We can already say that he's he's the swordsman. Um, uh, well, he's credited as the swordsman, right? Yeah. yeah. So so it's 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 free game to say that. So it's it'll be interesting to see how his character is fully fleshed out. Can I just say uh, that by the I end love, of the, by the end of the series? Can 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 I just say how I love that this show is introducing like. Because because we, we what people the mainstream knows the Avengers as is this kick ass team of the best of the best superheroes in the world. Now, when I was growing up reading comics a million years ago, the Avengers were the B team. It was all about the X Men, and they had heroes on the Avengers who are basically they sounded like Mega Man bosses, and Swordsman was one of them. And guess what, Swordsman could do? He could just be <laughs> good with swords. That was it. <laughs> like that was that was all he could do. <laughs> he is one of many Avengers who has died in the line of duty because he brought a sword to the alien invasion fight. And I love that they're actually bringing him in for that because at this point, Marvel is 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 running on like they're on autopilot at this point. They just brought in the the Eternals, who if you unless you're a super fan of the Eternals, kind of like I am, you might not like them. But Swordsman was great, and if you look, so and Swordsman and Hawkeye, they they they're both kind of the same because they're masters of one outdated obsolete weapon, and they both wear purple. And, that, and, that, and that's a, that's pretty much it. I think it's go ahead. I think it's really interesting that you know the way they're using these Disney Plus shows to set up the next you know phase. You know, I feel like a lot of what we see in like you know Loki and what we've seen in Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision is just setting up like introducing us to like this new you know mcu this new world and we're really phasing out those ideas of like iron man Thor, those kind of things um and so i think that that's really exciting because it gives us like a sense that like this this will continue marvel will keep evolving and you know we see with the eternals and that you know 
we're definitely going the space route. Yeah. So we'll have like space MCU and we'll have Earth yeah. MCU. And I am very excited just by what these Disney Plus shows are bringing. And just the introductions, all these little characters that we wouldn't have seen if it was only <coughs> movies. You know what I mean? There's just not enough budget for something like that but with the disney plus shows when you can do these like small little series you can bring in so many new characters in one show in one season you know which is what we're seeing with hawkeye right now yeah what i love doubling up on that um going going on what you mentioned right there um what i really love about the disney plus shows is that it gives the fans a chance to basically understand the characters a little bit more so it's more character based um features whereas you know a lot of people complain about like oh i wish i wish they developed more or i wish we've seen more of this character and how they played out this way in this particular movie um obviously we've seen uh, repeats of these characters especially during um throughout the avengers movies and going into even um other movies such as uh, captain america civil war where we see a little bit more development in these characters but i think these disney plus shows give it gives us a chance to actually bring those characters into focus and see how their roles are definitely going to play out in future MCU uh, films. So that's what I'm interested about. Um, and obviously, yeah, their purpose, uh, part of their purpose is to build up um, to what's come in the MCU. And we've seen different characters being revealed in some of the other Disney Plus shows. Obviously, it was a big thing for us to see uh, Speed and Wiccan in WandaVision. So... You know, that was a huge thing. There were fans get to do the Leonardo DiCaprio meme and point to the screen. It's like, oh, I know that. Like, you know, so that that's an, that's an interesting thing. So I'm excited about how that's being uh, fleshed out. Um, and especially Hawkeye is obvious. We're, we're bringing in Kate Bishop into the MCU. So, you know, there you go. That's that's an obvious thing to see as the, as the first character. That you, like you mentioned, it's not quite, quote unquote, Hawkeye Clint Barton, but it's a Kate Bishop show as Hawkeye. Obviously, that's the first character that we see at the at the very first episode. So I want to see that on, you know, I'm excited to see how that's fleshed out and played out during the rest of the series to see Kate Bishop. So, uh, Ron, you wanted to talk about Lucky. Uh, so, like I said, I don't have any context as far as, like, characters from the comics or anything like that. So let's talk about Lucky. Tell me, Tell me your thoughts. First, I gotta say, it's so good to see a, a another live. I don't think we've ever seen another live action animal in the MCU. I don't think Lockjaw can count from Inhumans because that was all CGI. Hold on, we don't talk about the Inhumans. Uh, that doesn't uh, exist. You had to go we there. Don't, I, knew, I, I knew it was gonna be. Mm, I knew it was gonna be like a little gut. We don't go there. Yeah, um, but I think you're right. We don't see any pets in the MCU. So I think this is the debut of our first live animal. Um, Goose? Goose was kind of a lot of very interesting. Oh, yeah, Goose. uh, Oh, yeah. Cosmo. Don't we see Cosmo for like a second? Cosmo's for a second. Oh, that's right. Quick quick aside uh, Cosmo in the new Guardians of the Galaxy video game is, is an absolute joy. Like if anybody's play, I still have yet to play. play I still have Cosmo plays a huge part in that game, and he is an absolute joy. He has the Russian accent and everything. That's adorable. I need to play that game. I know everybody's been talking about it. I need to play that. I just got done playing uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, which was also fun. 
Um, yeah, so lucky. So lucky. I thought I thought it was a very very interesting twist to switch up roles between Kate Bishop and and Clint Barton about how the dog debuts. Uh, and I and it, it goes like this. Basically, Hawkeye is the one that rescues. Yeah. Clint, I should say Clint Barton is the one that rescues uh, Lucky uh, from the tracksuit mafia. Whereas this time it's it's Kate actually in in the in the series this live action series that actually helps out or, or not not even helps out but res, rescues and finds a dog and he's already he's already lost his eye. Um, so I can I can. I can only probably only assume that maybe Disney didn't want to show the dog beaten up because imagine how much how much vitriol would probably be shown in Marvel Studios where the dog gets physically beaten up because in the comics it My shows. My kid would hate that. We would yeah. not show. Yeah, that would probably not be family friendly at all. Um, and, and imagine the animal activist groups going at it. Um, obviously, PETA is monitoring um, a lot of these live action. Um, yeah. Uh, features featuring any animal. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of glad that they didn't show that for that reason. I, I mean, I know it's part of a, a deeper story, but I think maybe it can be implied. But I loved how Lucky is like, we get introduced to him so fast in the MCU. So, and, and obviously that's, that's a scene stealer. That's a scene grabber. That's going to bring in any eyes to see, oh my God, it's Lucky the pizza dog. Obviously, big fans. Who've, who've read the comic love pizza uh, lucky the pizza dog and I'm hoping I am seriously hoping that they do this I obviously I don't know I'm not in the business I, I, I I'm not that insider that we get maybe an, an entire episode just like in the comics to have just featuring lucky the pizza dog from his perspective <laughs> that would be adorable so how important is lucky to the Hawkeye series in the comics? Go, um, I, I honestly, I haven't read Matt Fraction's Hawkeye series yet, but I, I do believe Lucky is pretty featured. Not like he has like, I, I don't, I don't think he has superpowers or anything like that, but like, I'm, I'm not too familiar with Lucky. I know he was called Pizza Dog because Hawkeye, uh, Clint Barton gave him a piece of pizza. But other than that, I don't know too mm-hmm. much about Lucky. He's, he's a, I would say that he's, um, he is a really good companion and loyal companion to both um, to Clint. He, he, he eventually like in, in the continuity of the comics, he eventually becomes Kate's dog. Um, but he's, he's a, he's a very loyal companion and kind of joins in on the, the adventures of, of Kate and Clint as they're going on in the books. Hey, and he even goes at it with, uh, he goes. He goes at it with uh, Russell Tumbles and gets gritty with some of the villains and some of the baddies um, in the books as well too. So that's why I'm interested in seeing uh, possibly that perspective of of him um, being featured more down the road. And I think we'll we'll definitely get to see that. There was that poster of him. So I think I don't know that big poster promotional poster yeah. of him. Um, so you know, we'll see more of him most likely. Yeah, most definitely not. You know, like I said, hoping to see one episode featuring the dog's perspective. Um, and honestly, I just looked this up before going to this podcast that they're referring to Lucky as a he when Lucky is actually a she. Oh, okay. Um, so the, the the dog is actually female and its name is Jolt. 
which I find, or Bolt, Jolt, or Bolt. I forgot. It was one of those two. But yeah, there's that little tidbit. Very fun. Before we wrap up or anything, uh, what are your predictions for the end of the season and for where this is going to go? Where do you hope that it's going to go? I I want to see how they bring in Yelena and see what the conflict is going to be like on that. Because we know, we know that Florence Pugh has, has been casted into the Hawkeye series. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious how that's going to play out and and what Echo's character. I mean, this is Alakwa Cox's, Alakwa Cox's debut um, as, and as an actress, as far as I know, in anything. Like, she hasn't acted before. So this is her first time being, um, um, being an actress in anything. Uh, so I want. I'm curious to see how she's played out. She's a she's a huge fan favorite as well too. I haven't to be and I'll be humble about that that I haven't read. I'm sorry to David Mack and Bendis, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, the co-creators of Echo, that I haven't read too much about her in the comics. Um, so this will be probably my first exposure uh, to her in the MCU. So just kind of seeing to answer the question, I'm I'm curious to see how Yelena um, come in. Um, and kind of find out what, what, why did Clint supposedly do what he did and kind of curious about Echo's appearance and her role. Oh, I do have one question that I just thought of and that I meant to ask earlier. What do you think about Clint Barton's family and what they know about his life? Because they seem to be pretty okay with it for the most part. Now, uh, from what I gathered, only his wife knows about him being Ronan throughout the five years that they were all gone. Because the children reacted to it as like, oh, hey, there's a ninja in the streets. And they weren't like, hey, dad, who has your old costume? You know, Mm -hmm. like if somebody said if they would have said, hey, you're right here, but you're right there on TV, then they would have known. I don't think the kids know. But his wife does because that, you know, that's that's therapy that you have to go through. I mean, you've been gone for five years and we got to go to family therapy. And then I got to bring up in the couple's portion like, yo, I, I did some things while y'all was gone, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but do, do, do you think do you think that uh, sorry, no, no, there, you're Aaron, but, but going on that, do you think do you think maybe that. Do you think maybe his daughter, which uh, which is kind of you know nice to see um, uh, Joe Russo's daughter playing mm-hmm. his daughter yeah. again? Um, do you think that maybe she possibly knows and kind of is expresses some concern about his role in in as Ronan and being an Avenger? No, I, I guess this is this is a question for for all no, of us. No, I think she mostly just knows that you know him being an Avenger and stuff is just a dangerous job in itself. And I think she's just like, yo, you said you was retired. Why Why are you still, you know, crime fighting and stuff if you yeah. retired? It's like, it's Christmas time, you know? I think that's more the concern from there. Mm-hmm. Not that they know, like, what he did while they were all gone. It was just like, yo, you know, you was a superhero. That's great. Uh, there's no more flying cities with robots and stuff that you got to worry about. You know, <laughs> like come to our baseball game. Exactly. Now. Like, how, yeah. how about you just Spend come to this family. archery tournament and be a parent and stuff, and you don't have to uh, throw Molotov cocktails outside of windows of strangers anymore. 
that scene was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was. It was that scene was kind of cool. <laughs> he just caught them. That's, but like, in regards to predictions, what what I what I want to see coming is um, Echo is one of my favorite characters. Uh, she uh, is one of the few outside of the X-Men, one of the few Native American characters that's in Marvel Comics and is also uh, is also deaf was also the first Ronin in the comics as well. So you tie those two together. Uh, I want right. to see where that goes. Uh, I also want to see more of um, uh, Yelena because they kind of set that up at the end of Black Widow that she would be the main quote unquote villain turned hero. You know, villains don't stay villains too long. Either you die or you become a hero uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I want to see how they bring her in and they might go like the Thunderbolts route or something like that. But Mm -hmm. I do just want to see a normal street level series, kind of like Daredevil, kind of like Luke Cage. Shang-Chi was a street level hero and then they changed his character all for the better because I love Shang-Chi. But uh, I do love my street level heroes too because, you know, who's protecting the neighborhood? Right. I want to see more of like just okay hawkeye was always one in the movies to just basically stay in his lane one of the best things he ever said was in um avengers 2 he said look we're on a flying city there's robots out there i have a bow and arrow none of this makes sense <laughs> none of this makes sense yeah he's like absolutely. none of this makes sense so i i want to see a lot of that and i'll be happy like i i don't want to go in with crazy predictions saying that like oh well since all the avengers are brought up on stage and it says on the poster all the avengers brought to life oh no mephisto is up to it no i don't want to see that i just want to see just normal just fun comic book stuff because that's what i like just fun comic book stuff yeah the dynamic i think the dynamic between him and kate is really going to be a selling point on how those two characters play off of each other and so far i think it's been pretty good on how that's been portrayed um on on screen so that that i enjoy that that type of relationship with each other you know, she's she's like there's that scene where, uh, you know, oh, like they have to go retrieve some stuff. And Kate Bishop is like, oh, we're going to get some Avenger stuff. And then, boom, automatically they're in a liquor store right. and <laughs> they're in a li- they're in a liquor store. And they're like, he's shopping for Neosporin. Yeah. And he says he tells her to he, go get the, get the alcohol, the, the rubbing alcohol. I think that's one of the things I really appreciate about um, shows like this one. And then also like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is that you saw a little more like real real life kind of like things that they have to deal with. So like somebody has yeah. to patch up these Avengers. Yeah. We don't see that in the films, right? But somebody's patching them up, you know? And so then in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where like, you know, Falcon can't even get a loan. <laughs> right. And like, he explains how, you know. They didn't get paid. He, he can afford to be an Avenger because people give him money every once right. in a while. Right. Mm-hmm. And Vision is a thief. Like yeah, a robot so doesn't need money. He just stole that money <laughs> to buy a plot of land. I will die on that hill. Vision is a thief. Uh, yeah. he, he did the same thing Ultron did. He just transferred so, yeah. some money. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, 
that's what I appreciate about these shows is that we see these little side things and they make them more relatable because it's very hard to relate to a god like Thor or like Loki who could make magic. And although we like those characters and we love those characters, you can't really relate to being a prince, for example, you know? I did like the line where, um, you know, uh, Eleanor Bishop tells her daughter, she tells Kate Bishop, you know, you're rich and you're young. And those are two things that are very dangerous because you think you're invincible, but you're not. Mm So like little things like that made Kate a little bit more relatable because most of us cannot relate to living in a giant penthouse and getting world-class training to become, right. a, you know, an archer and then fencing and things like that. Those are things that, you know, the majority of us are never going to be able to see or to be able to have access to like security things because her mom owns a huge security company right. and things like that, you know? She literally it's broke a little down a, you know, just having all these, like, tools. Yeah, she literally broke down a bell tower and did not go to jail. Like, if that doesn't tell you, like, what kind of life... Does How do you get away yeah, with that? Yeah, you, you break down a bell tower and, and no one goes to jail? Like, you, you get to travel freely after that? That's That's weird. One thing that I... Yeah, and your she, mom's just kind of annoyed that she had to pay yeah. for it. Like... It was like a, yeah, you, she yeah, didn't. She had, it wasn't even. You don't even see a, a slap on the wrist. It was just a verbal spanking. She's like, well, you know what? Pretty much it. And then you get to go to your sick apartment above the pizza place. <laughs> so those are kind of the things that, like, you know, seeing her having to be patched up or things like that, that will make her a little bit more relatable because it's hard to relate to somebody who's so completely different from you. At least for me, <laughs> like I know that, like. I, having multiple episodes to flush them out is kind of nice yeah to see that so i'll be interested in uh like like you both mentioned you know and seeing how yelena ties into it um and i hope that she's just not like some tiny little reveal at the end Uh, you know because i feel like having her you know introducing her at the end credit of um Black Widow and setting her up in Black Widow the way that they did as to be like, you know, the next big thing coming out of the MCU because they really pushed her forward right. in that film, I feel. Um, so I hope that it's not just some little tiny thing that Lady Val uh, we're probably going to see in all the MCU shows at this point. I feel like she's kind of got that like Nick Fury thing going where she just shows up at the end of things, you know? <laughs> You know, I, I really want to see where Hawkeye kind of leaves us because it would be a nice little closure and closing of his story that, yeah, he retired. Or maybe he goes on to be like a mentor type role in the Avengers. And we're ushering in this new era of like younger Avengers and, and new people that are going to like, you know, keep the world safe. I wouldn't mind seeing Clint going home to his family and being like, okay, like these kids they can do it and I'll just be there as a mentor or I'm just going to retire and be with my family and be a dad or whatever the case may be, you know? Yeah. Same. They're, they're just definitely, there's definitely this push to introduce new characters. I think, I think from this time around, people are, are probably ready to move on, um, you know, and deal with the, deal with the not so called, not so much to say loss, but just moving on from the Avengers that we've, we've been seeing for the past 11 years, um from the debut of the mcu but um you know obviously there's going to be the fresh new faces there's going to be you know we've already seen hints and drops of uh, other characters being revealed in there um 
to see what builds up and possible other Marvel teams that come down the road. Um, so there's been little hints and nods to that. So that's that's going to be interesting. Kate Bishop is going to be carrying the new the mantle of Hawkeye from here on out. So that's you know that's that's a new thing. But um, you know it's it's it'll be fun to see that and be and have her quirkiness being brought into uh, the MCU. Yeah, she is charming. You know. <clears throat> Not relatable, but very charming. Not relatable She's at cute. all. I like her. She was more like, relatable so. as Gwen Stacy in Spider Verse. <laughs> right. She was. She yeah. was. She was the voice. She was, really she good was the voice that. of Gwen yeah. in Spider Verse. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that she. Yeah. Like, she no, was like, you're oh, right. Yeah, I got all yeah. this money and I got resources. She can GPS anybody and break into their house. Like, why do we never talked about that? Why does she have that technology? But, uh, <laughs> well, her mom, dad? Uh, her mom owns a security firm. Yeah, but she's like putting bugs on people and zeroing in on a location. That's weird. Yeah, she triangulated yeah. the location based on, you know, uh, well, for Hawkeye, like based his on phone, his, uh, right? his phone yeah. call, like when she called him, she was able to, his... yeah, she was able to triangulate the location of where he was at. But yeah, I mean, I guess when you just have access to tools like that, it's very Batman to me. I don't know. I kept getting a lot yeah. of, like, you know, rich kid with like a lot of tools and stuff, you know. Um, a so, dead parent yeah, that didn't but, get over. But I like her. She's fun. She's definitely fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, use tools that are use the tools that are necessary and at your disposal. If I mean, they're gonna they're gonna use it to their full advantage. So I guess why not? While it's there, it could backfire. I mean, who knows? What if? What if the mom is again? I know I bring it back to the mom, but um, that's just my feeling about it. Um, the mom could <laughs> like, be. I'm, I'm like yeah. looking up if Kate Bishop's uh, mom, mom is a villain in the comics or something. Because now I'm now you, you've planted the seed in my head now, so I gotta check it out. <laughs> Here's the here's the funny thing. I'll, I'll, I'll briefly mention this that, you know, um, I don't know if you've I don't know, Aaron, if you've read uh, the the Kelly Thompson run of Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. Uh, but the dad was pretty much the dad was pretty much That's the villain. The thought. mom is yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that she was actually trying to say. Yeah, it was the mom. It was a dad that was a villain um, at first. Right. Right. Um, so and is this it, why you have all these like harboring feelings where you think it's it's going to be her as the baddie i i I'm, i can't say as that the full-on baddie but she's kind of she has that little lean, yeah she has that little lean uh towards her you're you know you know you're in a and I, i'm also also this season because of i i'm truly missed over it um in in wandavision i'm really trying to pay attention to if there's any hints in their costumes because that brooch that Agatha wore during the whole entire season or series of WandaVision was the reveal that she was going to be Agatha Harkness um, towards the end, um, which shot over my head during that whole watch uh, because I never really much knew about Agatha then. Um, yeah, because if you knew anything about her but, before um, then, really you would have got started to see little hints in the costumes. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. I totally missed that because I haven't, I haven't read up on Agatha Harkness before, but now I know after doing, you know, simple Google, um, help me get into a little bit more into understanding her character origins. 
so there was that. So thank you, Google. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, any last thoughts before we sign off? I wish we could talk about more. I, I didn't want. I don't want to take up so much more time, but uh, you know, I wish we could talk about Easter eggs because there were definitely some. What um, Easter eggs did you notice? Um, the, uh, Moira on the listing of the uh, the door, the names on the door of the, her quote unquote aunt's apartment. So there was the name of Moira, which um, she's been tied to. Uh, I'll just I'll, I'll I'll go by briefly. Um, obviously, anybody can Google this, and if you go back in the episode, it's there. There was a there was a reason why that scene was focused on the listing of the names of that of the apartment it was because there's a tie-in with her name to West Coast Avengers. Um, so there's that, and then so her aunt is a West Coast Avenger. Is that what you it mean? was? It was. Um, I just looked this up too, and my mind's kind of hazy on it now. Um, that she. Uh, is basically um, moves in, moves into the West Coast, and she she has a place, she has a place uh, that she buys out 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 in Palos Verdes, California. Um, so they use an actual location, and she buys out that place, and it it becomes home to the West Coast Avengers. So um, it's different here in the MCU, obviously, because her name is on an apartment building. So that's a little Easter egg right there. Um, one of the other Easter eggs I saw was a, a nod to, I don't know if, and I don't know if it was intentional or not, uh, but I, I saw it as an Easter egg, uh, where, uh, Kate is in that, uh, Kate and Clint are in that apartment and Clint notices a certain drawing on, on a notepad of her drawing the face of one of the tracksuit mafia. And, oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, in Kelly Thompson's run, uh, of of Hawkeye Kate Bishop, she part of her story and and the artwork uh, with Leo Romero doing a lot of the artwork in that series was Hawk, uh, Kate Bishop likes to focus in on little details about the whole entire of who's in the room, basically. So she focuses in and takes in all the details about a person's face or what they're wearing or or anything that they have on their person to basically pick them out in the crowd. So I thought that was a nice little nod that she drew that and picked up on uh, uh, one of the tracksuit mafia's faces. So um, there's that. Um, and then at the and when Kate is on the tower outside of Stain's uh, bell, um, she says, uh, this is bad, which is a common quote in the Hawkeye comic series. So there's, there's that, but there's, there's some others that I might have missed that I don't want to take too long to get into. Um, but just a couple Easter eggs that I've, I've noticed and picked up on. Did you notice anything, Eric? It was a couple things. Um, Obadiah Stane kind of got a mention. Uh, he was, that was the name of the, um, I think the building that she broke the clock tower in. Obadiah Stane, he was the first Marvel villain in Iron Man one. He was, um, Iron Man's like, um, business partner Tony's, uh, Tony Stark's business partner yeah uh also uh and this might be stretching it a bit because people have different names uh her friend that she had to bet with her name was Greer and if her last name turns out to be Greer Nelson that's Tigra um she's also uh, one, one oh, yeah. of the millions mm -hmm. of Avengers who's just there she was like the cat woman of Marvel who's not black cat 
she was more like a, a tiger lady than anything. Um, that was mm-hmm. and 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 then you know of of course Swordsman is there, which still hilarious. If if they give him a purple costume, I'm gonna laugh because it was a purple costume with a shark fin on the top of it. Somebody please Google Swordsman Marvel Comics. Uh, it's it's the funniest thing. But <laughs> um, but yeah, that I'm was and, and then like the the Avengers musical, which you know it. it oh my god. Because I I know it's gonna it's he's not gonna get I'm over not, it because I know what's coming it's gonna it's gonna be a full thing that they're gonna do because people are gonna demand it it's 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 how that Agatha all along song just rose up the charts for some reason but um that was pretty much it like I I was I was watching this show just like when when I watch shows the first time around I just watch it to enjoy it. Then I'll start picking it apart after like the second or third like rewatch to try to get like, you know, the Easter eggs going on. But I did spot a couple things. Um, that was pretty much it. Uh, Echo coming through, which which could bring the hand involved, which could bring Daredevil into into things. But I know Daredevil is coming around um, She-Hulk, so I can hold tight for that. I, I'm curious, and I, I, you probably have to DM me, Aaron, because I am curious to see where that confirmation is. Because there's been all that speculation about Charlie Cox's appearance in Spider-Man. I mean, I kind of don't want to talk about it, but you know, it's out there. His appearance in Spider-Man: No Way Home. So I'm curious as to where um, he found out, about, right? They're not in Spider-Man, no. But she hopes heavy's heavy. She Hulk, yeah, he's confirmed for that. I'm curious about where that where that news is. Yeah, I, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on Slack. <laughs> I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing that. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I just looked it up, and it says rumored and reportedly, but there's no, uh, and it's all. Yeah, Comic Book Resources says rumored. Oh, Comic Book Resources is the worst. But <laughs> Charlie Cox. Yeah, we, we, and it's funny because it's all, we got this covered, small screen. Yeah. Like, so there's no major outlets that have covered Charlie uh, Charlie Cox being part of the the She-Hulk yet. It's all It all seems rumored at this point. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for the show. I'm, I'm excited to see how it goes. You know, it, it had a strong start. And um, like I, I, I'm one of the few people who, and, and I wrote an article about it. I'm one of the few people who did not like Loki, uh, but and and WandaVision kind of soured me on that toward the end of that run. But I did love Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I, I, I think it's more. I like the things more tied to reality than the fantastical stuff with the TV shows. Uh, not to say that they aren't good, it just wasn't for me. Uh, so I'm excited to see how Hawkeye turns out because you know he's a regular guy. So I want to see regular guy doing regular guy stuff. Agreed. I would like that too, and I kind of just want him to be phased out. Not that I don't yeah, like him yeah, or yeah. anything like that, but you know, Captain America got his like Peggy moment. You know, like 
you know, everybody had such horrible things. Like Wanda has such a horrible thing happen to her, you know, like everybody's like Black Widow's dead. Like I would like a little bit more happiness for our heroes. Right. So I would like, you know, Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye to just kind of be phased out and welcome in the newbies. Agreed. True that. Yeah, it's the it's it's the street level it's the street level um heroes that I think I personally have so much appeal to. Like cuz I think I think they are dealing with more real world relatable issues that a lot of us a lot of us face. And so, you know, um even though Spider-Man is the the almost like the face of Marvel like anybody anybody would know Spider-Man from the get-go. You know, he's he's still considered even with these great powers uh, of you know, a street level yes. hero because there are real world problems that he deals with. So, um, he's broke, right. <laughs> you know, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna look past the, the whole Parker Industries thing Cause he's, he didn't succeed at that. Um, but as far as, you know, everything else, the street level characters, um, is what I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to. Come on, Vincent D'Onofrio, you gotta appear in this. That's all I got. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Um, and so I think that that's going to wrap up this episode of the Temple of Geek podcast. We want to thank everybody who tuned in today, and especially our guests, Ron and Aaron. Thank you guys for being here with us no today. No problem. Uh, Pleasure. If you guys want to drop where people can find you on socials, go ahead and let our audience know. Uh, yeah. I am that one nerd, Ron, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at your favorite skinny man. Uh, you can also find if you're into photography and stuff like that, you can follow my photography Instagram at Ram Entertainment. That's Ram underscore Entertainment. Uh, then my links are for my other sites are on those sites as well. I have a lot of social media presence and stuff, so you guys can pick and choose where you want to find me. Um, thank you so much again, Monica, for having me on. It it, it feels great to be back. It's nice to talk to you. It's been too long. Yeah. And for me, it's a pleasure to pleasure to have this uh, podcast. And Monica, thank you very much uh, for inviting me to join in this fun discussion. And Aaron, a pleasure to quote unquote meet yeah. you <laughs> over, you know, over streaming. Uh, I'm sure one day, uh, you know, at a future con. Uh, pretty oh, yeah. Soon, that we'll meet definitely, each other in person definitely. safely. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you guys for being here. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter using the handle Temple of Geek. Want to check out some of our other episodes or shows? Why don't you head on over to templegeek.com? There you will find all sorts of content that pertains to the world of geek. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.